Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. If you don't know me, my name is Penny. Um, I'd love to get to know you. Um, but I just wanted to share a little bit, I guess, from my heart this morning and um, and just some things that God's kind of been talking to me. And I, I want to take us on a bit of a journey with fasting. Maybe you're really familiar with fasting, maybe you've never fasted before, and it's kind of a little bit uncertain. So I'm going to give you a bit of scripture, but more than anything, I just want you to uh, catch uh, an invitation, right? And so um, I'm going to pray, and then we'll go. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, I pray that it would be your words uh, that would come out this morning, Lord, that you would uh, speak to us, God, that you would stir our hearts, God, that we would um, just get a, a greater revelation of the desire that you have to meet with us this morning. And so, God, we just set apart this time to you. We pray that you would uh, just, yeah, really speak to each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. A, a few weeks ago, God gave me this picture, and if you've been in pre-meeting, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, that God uh, just showed me this picture that church would be like a well. Uh, in this time, and I, um, there's been kind of lots of aspects in my quiet time that I've been kind of thinking about this with God, but one of the, the key things, right, in the Old Testament, a well was a gathering place. A well was a place of life and a place of refreshment. Uh, in the Old Testament, they didn't use fences, they had wells, uh, and the animals needed to stay, right, close to the source of life, the source of refreshment. And I, I, I believe that when we're coming together, that there's a refreshment that happens, I don't know about you, but coming back uh, from lockdown, and then all of a sudden you're in that corporate moment of worship, and it's like, man, I didn't realize, like, actually I was a bit dry, right? Maybe that's been your experience. Maybe you've had great quiet times over lockdown, and you're like, ah, actually just that connection again with people has, has refreshed me. Uh, I know I've got a little, he's almost three, his birthday's next week, super excited to know, he's my, little, um, my littlest one, and he, the first day that we had our e-group, he does this cute thing, Joe will be able to tell. He stands at the door of our house and says, come in, come in, like this when people come, right? And the, the moments of like just having that connection again, you could see his little bucket like filling up. Because I realized, well, you're like more of a people person than I realized, right? <laughs> He's like me, I think. But you know that, that there would be an incredible refreshment in coming together. Uh, and I love, like, when you think of a well, you know, the people that do the work to get the water also get refreshed. Like, it's not just the people who come to the well, uh, but actually that every person, and I know, you know, we've been doing multiple services, and our team are amazing and things, and I'm believing that every week, right, as we make space for people, that there's a refreshment that comes, that there's something, and not just for us, like, they took the water back to their households, and that there was a refreshing, but more than that, like if you think of the story at the woman at the well, when she encounters Jesus, she encounters the living water and something shifts in her, right? Her whole household gets saved. It's an incredible time where uh, God's like, man, I've got so much more for you. And Jesus kind of offers her relationship. And I think, you know, that there's a, a people are, are hungry for connection. There, there's that moment, maybe you're kind of like taking stock and you're thinking, actually, I've realized like, I needed connection. I feel like I, I, I want to uh, come back, and, and maybe there's a dryness, and you're like, God, I want something to shift. I need, the, I need more of you. And, you know, it's a decision to open up our lives again. Uh, even it's a little bit different to what we're used to, right? That kind of learning how to navigate this new season. 
But I believe that as we choose to connect again, to dig in uh, to God again and to engage with this community on Sunday, that we'll encounter Jesus and uncover more of the living water of the Holy Spirit in us that together that will happen, right? That those wells inside of us, you know, that as we press in and as we engage with God, that actually that living water would continue to, to refresh us as well. And so this morning, I've named my sermon uh, A Great Invitation. And I'm gonna kind of explain a little bit, but uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been talking about fasting and maybe you've experienced a range of feelings about it. Maybe you've never fasted before and you're like really excited and you don't really know what you're going to do and you're like do they fast for like no eating for 21 days and you're like I don't know if I can do that you know uh, maybe that's you maybe uh, you know you're not really sure what you're going to do maybe you fasted previously right and you remember when like those moments where God shifted something in your life maybe you've got awesome testimonies of man I was fasting and I really saw God break through in these ways you just kind of have to decide now, oh, what kind of fast will I do? Maybe it's been a big year, and you've just thought, I think I'm going to sit this one out, right? Maybe that's how we've been feeling. But I want to encourage you this morning, right? Our hope is that you feel uh, from, from today really encouraged to pursue God. Because I believe there's a great invitation. As we pursue God, that we'll be refreshed in our connection with him. Over the, the years, I've done a range of fasts, right? We used to call it the Daniel fast, and everyone kind of used to do the Daniel fast. And like, uh, we, we like, it was really like, everyone kind of got on board. It was awesome, but like, it was kind of hard. We wanted to do it really well. And so it was like hard to know all of the different things. And so one year we decided like, we weren't going to do salt. And then one year, like honey was allowed. And then the other, no honey. I was like, oh, you know, like, you know, trying to eat only vegetables without salt is like, it's quite a commitment, right? Um, but I've experienced personal breakthrough, answered prayer, and a, and a new closeness with God. You know, at other times I've done partial fasting, fasting at different times, and the temptation, I guess, is that sometimes, for me, what's happened, right, is that sometimes fasting has become a lot about the food I could and couldn't eat, right? Especially, like, I was like, oh, okay, I want to do this really well, and so, like, you spend a lot of time researching, and you're like, okay, okay, I can eat this, and I can't do that, and uh, I remember one year we made our own crackers. It's like a, quite a commitment, and they were not very good. But like, <laughs> and then I discovered that you can buy brown rice crackers from the supermarket. Like that revolutionised my life, right? <laughs> but you know, the danger is that it became about the foods or the things that I could do and I couldn't have. Right? I can't have this, and I can't have this, and I'd spend time planning my meals and and making it something different. And it kind of in the end a little bit felt like I'd done a Daniel diet, right? Rather than the Daniel fast. And then there's other times when I've thought, actually, I'm gonna try my best to do the things that I want with this food stuff, but I'm gonna choose to have my focus on time with Jesus. Like the reason I'm doing this is because I want to create space for him to move in my life. I wanna press in in this season. Pastor Jono uh, talked recently about how the members of the early church fasted on a regular basis. 
Uh, and that's been really cool. Like, that was a, a real encouragement for me. And uh, they kind of fasted as a way of disciplining their bodies and focusing their attention on God. And it was like a regular practice, right? And I don't know about you, but I'm often hungry. It's like food is a central part of my life. And so I made the decision when he was talking about, like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to like choose to fast every Tuesday morning. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fast breakfast. And like I, for some people who don't eat breakfast, you're like, oh, that's easy. Um, but like if I didn't eat between breakfast and lunch, I'd like get a terrible headache and I'd start slurring my words. It's like, you know, like this is kind of the, so like for me, fasting breakfast has felt like quite a, a big thing, right? Um, but it's been incredible. I felt this like sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That's like, it's been so cool, and I, like, I've noticed this clarity in his promptings for me. Like, recently, I, I don't know, like, I just get this name, or this, uh, like, God just kind of put someone on my heart, and I, like, as I've texted them, or whatever, I've kind of followed up with the prompting, and like, oh, it's been amazing. Like, the, the, the ways that God has, like, just kind of worked through those connections has been so cool, and for me, it's been like, wow, God, that's like, I want more of that. I want more of those moments. And so this morning, I, I wanted to call it a great invitation, right? Rather than focusing on like, can't have this, can't have this, all the things we're missing out. Actually, I want to focus on like the thought that we're feasting with Jesus or feasting on Jesus, right? That as we set aside time, we're not fasting like it's not, we, we are fasting, but it's not kind of like about, oh, can't, all these things. But actually our focus and our attention is feasting on time with him, feasting on moments with him. And in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, uh, 16 to 18, it says this, when you fast, don't look gloomy and pretend to be spiritual. They want everyone to know they're fasting, so they appear in public looking miserable and disheveled. Believe me, they've already received their reward. When you fast, don't let it be obvious, but instead wash your face. Groom yourself and realize that your father in the secret place is the one who is watching all you do in secret and will continue to reward you. See, in the middle of his teaching on prayer and giving in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus mentions fasting. In this sermon, he uses phrases like, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Like, Jesus assumes that his audience will give, that they will pray and that they will fast. It's like fasting is a given. So why fast? I, I want to share three, three thoughts with you this morning about uh, fasting. And the first is this. Fasting releases God's supernatural power. See, it's a tool we can use when there's opposition to God's will. Satan wants nothing better than to cause division, uh, to bring doubt, discouragement, defeat, Right now, you know, that I don't know about you, but I feel like there's lots of stuff going on right at the moment. And they're just kind of this, this whole, the world is like, oh, it's a bit full on, right? You open up, just open your eyes and anything you're like involved with, right? Every discussion, you can feel this thing of there's lots of stuff happening. But united prayer and fasting is a powerful tool that can help us. I want to kind of share some, uh, some verses and just kind of show you that fasting is something that happened all through the Bible and that there's some really significant things uh, that happen with fasting. And uh, Ezra is returning with the exiles to Jerusalem in the Old Testament. And Ezra and the people humble themselves before God and ask him to protect them, their children and all their possessions. In Ezra 8.23, it says this, So we fasted and prayed about these concerns, and he listened. 
In Isaiah 58 verse 6, it says this, God says, is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the, yokes, uh, the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? It's amazing, eh, that thought. Often God's people fasted before a significant victory, a miracle or answered prayer. Moses fasted before he received the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 34, 28, it says this, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. The Israelites fasted before a miraculous victory. In Second Chronicles uh, 20, it says, The some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. As it, it was already at Hazaz, non, um, Tamar is one of those tricky ones. Uh, that is Engedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Daniel fasted in order to receive guidance from the Lord. In Daniel 9, we find that he's uh, turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in answer and prayer and petition and fasting. In Daniel 9, 21 uh, and 22, it says this, While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in an earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, now I have come to give you insight and understanding. Nehemiah fasted before beginning a major building project to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted, and I prayed before the God of heaven. Nehemiah 1 verse 4. Jesus fasted during his victory over temptation. For 40 days, uh, for 40 wilderness days and nights, he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when the time was up, he was hungry, <laughs> right? It's kind of like, yeah, I would definitely be hungry too, right? <laughs> the first Christians fasted during decision-making times. In Acts 13, verse 2 and 3, we read that while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. See, it's good to remember that fasting's not earning an answer to prayer. See, God wants to answer our prayers and he answers out of grace. Fasting simply kind of prepares us for his answer. The second thought is this. Fasting develops faith in us as believers. As we fast, we deny what Paul calls as the flesh. It permits our spirit man to become a dominant influence. We become sensitive to and dependent on God's provision and his direction in every step we take. And it kind of demonstrates the depth of our desire, right? As we are praying for something, that we're choosing to, to, to pray, and there's a personal cost for us, that we're choosing to set that on. And I, I love that God honors deep desire and praying in faith. The prophet Joel uh, implored the people to fast. He said in Joel 1, Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to God. And he carries on in Joel 2, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. In the Old Testament, People would often fast during times of uncertainty and calamity in order to, to focus their attention on God and to demonstrate 
their devotion. See, at the moment, there's a level of uncertainty, right? But we're believing that as we press into God during this time, we'll see God's perspective and be led by his wisdom and strength. Fasting develops our spiritual authority. In Mark 9, we hear a story that Jesus has just returned from the Mount Transfiguration and he's found his disciples frustrated because of their unsuccessful attempts to cast out a demon from a local boy. Jesus delivers him, and then later when Jesus is alone with the disciples, they ask him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replies, this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. See, I love that that God wants us to be ready to set people free uh, from all sorts of spiritual bondage. As we fast and pray, God will give us power and wisdom to move in spiritual authority. See, spiritual authority is like giving us the ability to release the things of the kingdom. You know, I I love that that we're called as ministers. You know, part of the name equippers is that we're equipped, each one of us, to be uh, bringing the kingdom of heaven into the places that we are, are, are existing. And I know that in my world, right, there's so many places Uh, where God wants to do significant things. When we withhold what we love, right, food, you're probably in the similar case, right, and we focus on God and we hear and we declare his word, it develops authority in us. And we receive the things that God has promised us. As time goes on, we pray bolder prayers. I don't know about you, but if you think of the kind of prayers that you prayed, right, and then as time's got on, you've prayed for, for things, you're going after more, You're growing in authority. By fasting, we're not twisting God's arm. It's not like, okay, God, if I do this, you have to do that. What we're doing is we're coming into line with God's willingness. See, our encouragement is that the fast can establish something that we carry with us. Consistent time with God. Healthy and helpful habits. We focus on time spent with Jesus, feasting in His presence. In that regard, maybe a partial fast is a a great option. Maybe it's missing a meal. Fasting from sunrise to sunset, it's a little bit trickier in the summertime, right? Good commitment. Maybe a fasting a day a week. There's lots of other options as well. Right, the Daniel fast is awesome. Uh, he kind of eat vegetables and legumes and nuts and those kind of things. He kind of avoided eating uh, meat and dairy products. Maybe you can do a liquid fast. So we'd really encourage you to fast as your health allows. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding or reducing food is an issue, consider something else like technology in order to create space for Jesus. See, we just encourage you to make a decision and stick with it. If you fall off, just hop back on, right? I'll tell you a funny story. I told the other guys uh, a little while ago, uh, there was a pastor who we were doing a kind of national fast and uh, this guy uh, had a moment of weakness and he went through the KFC drive through while we were doing the Daniel fast. Uh, and as he got to the ordering window, the person opened the door, it was one of his youth there from his church. So keep driving, <laughs> right? I love that. There's a great invitation to spend time with Jesus, to focus on Him, to be refreshed in His presence, getting perspective and peace. 
And I, I just love if you can stand with me. See, I'm believing that as a church, something significant is going to happen over these next 21 days. You know, I'm believing that, that we're going to hear testimonies of answered prayer. That like people who haven't seen breakthrough, where there's things that just haven't felt like they've been able to be shifted, that actually as we pray, as we fast, as we join together as a group, that there'll be something a supernatural that happens. That there'll be breakthrough, that people come back into an alignment and a, a, just a relationship again, that the that overflow will flow into next year, that we'll get revelation. You know that there'll be whole households who'll be saved as we come into moments of encountering Jesus. Something will shift in people's lives and it'll be a flow that goes on beyond just us. That there'll be something significant that happens as we choose to seek God first. Maybe you're believing for, for breakthrough right now. Maybe you're believing for direction. You know, I love that as we set aside time, as we give up things that we love, as we give up those things, but we focus on Jesus, that He speaks to us, that he, we come in line with His willingness to move in our lives. And so I, I want to just take a moment, right, as we prepare to begin fasting, I just want us to worship together. And I think there's something incredibly significant when we worship together. When we pray, I love that there's a booklet, right? That we're all going to be praying in, about the same things on the same day in our individual spaces. I think, God, like, man, there's something so significant. There's so much power in us coming into agreement together and praying for those things. And I know that there's going to be so many things that we're praying for over this time. But right now, I just love us. We're just going to worship. And I'm believing that, you know, that we're going to consecrate ourselves for this time, right? That we're going to set ourselves apart in this moment. Uh, that we would give God this time, that we would allow Him to move in our lives. And so, Lord, we thank You that You've called us to fast, God, that You've called us to engage with You, that You are a present God, that Your desire is for relationship with each one of us. And so, God, our heart this morning is to worship You, Lord, to seek You first, God, to connect with You, God, that there would be an overflow, God, that we would be able to testify of Your goodness at work in our lives as, God, we seek You in this season. And so, we thank you that you're moving, God. We thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you for your power at work in our lives and that authority that you've given us uh, to pray and to see things shift in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.